find that a lot of brands get caught up in using like brand voicing and brand messaging and slogans and stuff like that. Those things obviously can be effective in creating brand identity and having a memorable brand presence. But when it comes to direct response copywriting and trying to drive conversions on platforms like Facebook and TikTok, you really have to come from a place of actually trying to provide some kind of value to a consumer, whether it is educating them about the product, educating them about the brand, touching on frequently asked questions, showing them third parties that are using the product, showing them reviews and things like that. It's really important to take a step back when you're writing your copy and really try to focus on actually like, why am I going to show this person this ad and don't just show them an ad for the sake of showing them an ad. There's nothing better than hanging out with your best friend, someone who finishes your sentences and knows you better than you know yourself. It's time for retailers to be their shoppers' next best friend. With Bluecore, brands can match shoppers with the products and offers they want to see next across all digital channels, including SMS. So put the power of a personal shopper in your shopper's pocket. Visit bluecore.com to see how brands like Noble, Express, and Bliss are making shopping fun again and becoming their shoppers' next best friend. Welcome to All Killer No Filler. This is the D2C Podcast. I am Eric. It is Wednesday this week and I'm getting ready to head over to Vancouver for our first ever live event. By the time this episode airs, it will have been finished, uh, but we've got 150 of Vancouver's most exciting brands joining us for a little education, for a little food and drink and camaraderie. I cannot wait. Taylor's not going to be able to make it, but Nate's going to be there. But luckily, I have them both on the podcast today, two senior leaders from the Pilot House Facebook team, uh, just to talk about some basic things that people can kind of get a handle on to improve their Facebook ads or any paid social ads as soon as possible. And let's just start with the way that we think about ad copy and the styles that we tend to like to test when we launch campaigns. You want to start us off there, Taylor, with uh, with how you kind of approach testing copy styles? For sure, yeah. I think before we get into like the specific styles and some go-tos that we have, it's probably helpful to focus on the process and our methodology for it. Um, depending on kind of where you're at, like whether you know you're a new brand starting from ground up or if you are an existing brand with a presence on various channels or an existing presence on Facebook and Instagram ads, we like to take a step back and look at what can we do to iterate on what has worked or is working or we expect to work versus what um, can we do to step outside of that and, and do what we call contrast testing to see What's quite a bit different than that, just to make sure we're covering, we're covering that wide net while staying really focused to a critical path um, as far as what we think will get will drive performance. And then we apply that to like looking at headline, copy, the description, the even the te- you know the text overlay on on graphics if we're using that. Um, but there are that's kind of the lens we we look through for guiding some of those tests. And just as a quick point of order, I, I you know I know we have, Pilot House has a has a great copywriting team, and I know we use on like long form sales pages. I know there's a lot of email writing that goes in there. I think I heard something recently that we're finding more often that it's sometimes better for ad text when our media buyers are full stack, so that they're not always outsourcing ad text to the copywriters. Is that something that you guys are finding that that our media buyers and you guys yourselves are actually having the best luck writing ads, or do you outsource it to copywriters, Nate? I would say it's a bit of both. Um, there's times where once we've kind of honed in on what works and what doesn't, we can we can start using copywriters who are just better at writing copy than us and leverage their expertise to kind of dial in on, on those pain points. But yeah, I think at, at least in early days and, and for the most part, it's it's super valuable to have 
a media buyer who's good at copywriting because they're in the data all the time. They're seeing what's working, what's not, you know, they're super in touch with, with their website and the product and the brand and the consumers. And, and they, they really, you know, live and breathe, uh, the brand. And so they're kind of the best ones to, to go about writing that initial copy. And I think one thing to add to Taylor's point too, about just kind of how we approach, um, copywriting and, and copy testing. Uh, we like to look at it from like a, a value perspective and, and really try to try to think of why it is that we're showing a potential consumer the copy that we're we're showing. We find that a lot of brands get caught up in in using like brand voicing and brand messaging and just like slogans and stuff like that. And those things obviously can be effective in creating, you know, a brand identity and and you know having having a memorable brand presence. But when it comes to direct response copywriting and, and you know, trying try to drive conversions on, on platforms like Facebook and TikTok, you really have to have to come from a place of actually trying to provide some kind of value to a consumer, you know, whether it is educating them about the product, educating them about the brand, touching on frequently asked questions, showing them third parties that are using the product and, you know, showing them reviews and things like that. It's really important to take a step back when you're, when you're writing your copy and really try to focus on actually, like, why am I going to show this person this ad? And don't just show them an ad for the sake of showing them an ad. You know what I mean? Makes sense. Totally. And that isn't saying that you're not going to be, not clickbaity, but you're not going to do, th- you, you still want to be hooky. You still want to do things that are entertaining and that are clever, and that, but you also have to fulfill that promise and sort of provide the value as to why, why they've done it. I, entertainment is, that I think whenever I see an ad that makes me chuckle or like it's a meme or something, it just does give me this sense of like, okay, these, these, these guys are on the same page as me, right? Totally. Yeah. And, and I think maybe, maybe value is not the right word in an overarching sense. Maybe it's, it's more, you have to have a reason for showing somebody ad. And the reason could totally be, I need to get the clicks as cheap as possible to my site. Or the reason could be people don't know what this product is. I need to show them what this product is. And like we always say, it's not any one of these ads. It's most often going to be a bunch of these styles because people need to see different looks at a product before. Um, and so even if one ad works best, there's probably a supporting role for, for other ones that you're testing of these five that I think we're now ready to, uh, to unveil here. So what's our number one copy style we like to use? And I guess this specific, this is really Facebook ads because TikTok doesn't have, like the ad text really isn't as big of a part of TikTok, right? Yeah, it's more, more content focused. Totally. So what's our, what's our number one uh, content style we like to talk about? Ooh, it's a it's a tough one to give an exact number one. I mean, like one of one of my favorites that I've seen work really well, and I'm sure a lot of people would be familiar with this with a lot of brands, is the kind of hook plus emoji list plus CTA, like super disruptive style of ad. What's cool about that like format is you can test different angles within that hook. You can try different things, you can get creative, but then you can also test or or really focus on the benefits the usps your unique mechanism like letting that shine through in some of the emoji list breakouts and will almost guide someone through the process to purchase on that first touch point potentially or in a retargeting ad if, if that's the case and then you hit them with a cta really trying to focus on why the offer is so great you can't turn it down right now and it's a it's a pretty consistent performer for us typically you know we include that in our stack of, of testing with pretty much every brand we work with. I love it. Give me a little more specific. So when you say hook, give me an example of, of a hook in a, even if it's from a, from an ad that we've run recently. Yeah. Great one. So like a, a top performing one, uh, over kind of the Easter push, uh, was we basically put like Easter egg with an egg emoji and like, you know, an exclamation point at the top. Um, congrats. You've found this secret offer we have 
on social. And then we broke it down from there into some of the offer specifics. And then we kind of stepped into some of the benefits and the, the mechanisms for why you want to purchase the product. And then uh, added that CTA around uh, why now is the right time to purchase. Um, that's an example. You know, it can be anything like you could do a question, you could run a lot of different things. The big thing we always like to look at after finishing and writing ad copy, I'll step back and say, is this punchy? If I'm scrolling in my feed, is that hook going to stop me and, and get me to engage in the way that uh, could help me take that into action? I love it. And it reminds me of an ad, my most successful ever ad I ever ran when I was promoting apps. I was promoting a Clash of Clans app competitor. And it was just an ad that said, better than Clash of Clans in quotation marks because we had people tell us that. And then there was a bullet list, an emoji list of all the reasons. Well, you can actually control your characters. You can have real time, blah, blah, blah. You know, all these different sort of benefits that we had over Clash of Clans. And those ads just absolutely dominate with that really dead simple uh, hook sort of at the beginning, which challenged people. What what do you have to say about this uh, ad style there, Nate? I love that one. That's definitely a, a go-to when when angle testing specifically because it's fast and simple to write. And like Taylor said, you can build it to to kind of convey multiple angles and test all at once. And to the kind of other end of the spectrum, I, I would say another kind of go-to copy style is the long form copy. I feel like a lot of brands miss this, especially brands that are trying to be more branded. Because when you think of long form copy, a lot of times you think of DR, like super scrappy, you know, almost sketchy pages and stuff like that. Uh, that some some brands obviously want to avoid, but I think there's there's a lot of other ways you can go about it. You can really you can dive into like a story and telling potential consumers the story of your brand or like a founder's story or a story of somebody using the product and include a testimonial in there. You know, kinds of stuff like that 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 can kind of you know swing more towards the branded side, but still still convey a strong message through through long form copy. I think that's a great one. Tax season is over, but that doesn't mean your e-commerce company shouldn't stay on top of things. It's a hassle trying to find a strategic tax advisor that can ensure you have the right financial data needed to make critical business decisions. Look no further. The veteran team at 1-800-ACCOUNTANT has your back. Boost your profitability with 1-800-ACCOUNTANT, America's largest virtual accounting firm. They have the on-demand accountants you need to formulate your year-round tax strategy. They offer an entire suite of professional services, including payroll and bookkeeping, to make sure that your I's are dotted and T's are crossed. Get started today by scheduling a free appointment at 1-800-ACCOUNTANT.COM DTC. Speak to an expert who will show you how to get the most out of your business year-round. That's 1-800-ACCOUNTANT.COM DTC to schedule an appointment now. Do we, I remember, so going back, there's a couple, couple of things I wanted to gut check whether or not they still work. So one of them was, it was one of our very first podcasts. It was a tip that I think I got from my friend, uh, Nick Shackelford, where he had sort of said that you can boost engagement on your ad by using, you know, things like roadblocks is I think what he called it. But the specific one that he called out was saying, it's true, dot, 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 and then go into something about your ad. Is that something that we still test? Like those simple sort of declarative statements that aim to grab attention? Totally. Yeah. And the it's true one, that's, that's a classic, like that, that crushed for a, a long time there. Um, yeah, things like that, they just grab somebody's attention and make them want to read a little bit more. And then ideally the second line gives like a little hint of what, what it is you're alluding to. And then people have to continue reading to, to kind of see what, it, what exactly it is they're going for. So definitely, definitely continue to test those, those styles of copy for sure. 
And the other one I wanted to gut check as to whether it's still working, especially, and it kind of fits with this, the second example you just gave there with the long form with testimonials, is do you include multiple links? Like the same way that you include link extensions on your Google ads, are you including different links to different sections of your site in these long form copy breakdowns? Yeah, as far as kind of speaking to that, we do test it in some some places for sure. Um, something to consider with that is that uh, on Instagram, it doesn't always uh, actually hyperlink it out. It works a little bit better for, for the Facebook side of things. So it's something to consider with your brand. Um, something cool kind of beyond that too is that Facebook is rolling out these callouts essentially, which are going to be like kind of shopping style tabs that run under your ad where you can actually link um, specific info and, and add some kind of kind of like what uh, like call, like extensions uh, are on Google ads. Those are those are being rolled out brand to brand right now, um, which could be a bit of a game changer with regards to some of that uh, style of of copy inclusion. All right. So we've got uh, the hook and emoji list plus CTA with the long form plus testimonials as number two. What's a third kind of copy style that we love to uh, test out on campaigns? I, I'd say Q&A is another big one. Um, when you when we're kind of staying in that hook and call out vein, you can grab someone's attention by asking a question, right? Like it's it's so powerful when you're scrolling and you see um, a prompt or or a question mark, and you immediately like your brain wants to answer it. And then when you when you're you're throwing in that answer after, the way I kind of compare it to for all all our sports fans out there is it's kind of like throwing an alley oop pass off the backboard to yourself so you can slam it down from there. Um, it's a way to basically create interest and then uh, hit home the most powerful point right there in that one spot. Um, and ultimately try to get that desired action taken. It's like when I interview sponsors on podcasts, just, just alley, just alley open up, like, tell me why your platform is the best. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the opposite of sandbagging, which you don't want to do with, uh, with any guests that you have on the podcast. What's the app uh, you've, you've used this strategy as well there, Nate? Totally. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a good one. I like to tailor it towards, um, frequently asked questions. So go through your comments on your ads, get into, you know, the reviews on your site, um, emails that you get, your customer service team gets, and go through it and find frequently asked questions um, and answer them. That's a, a great way to find kind of those those hooky questions. Here's a question about overall tone, and I guess it really depends on the brand. Uh, but on the on the newsletter side, I think one of the things that we've done really well, and, and a lot of our competitors who do similar things as us have do well as well, is they've sort of we've innovated on this idea of like a B two B newsletter where it's like you're not going to get this stuffy you know content you'd find on LinkedIn. Basically, we're sort of at the point now where we all realize you know this the veneer of sort of professionalism is is a lot less there, and so the ability to relate to people on humorous things and to go for jokes and to be witty, I just feel like. Uh, I, I think a lot of brands lean into this, but I feel like it's got to be a huge benefit in, you know, just as it is in our newsletter to be able to relate to people with that kind of humor. It's got to be important in ad text as well, right? Totally. Yeah. I know Taylor, Taylor does a lot of that too. Yeah. We like to write. Taylor's you got know, the dad jokes. <laughs> yeah. Dad jokes are a good one. That's the big thing is like, we love uh, working together, especially as a team and getting multiple eyes on these ones so that we get the tone right. We make sure that um, it's spot on, but we, we really work on trying to blend humor and meme style content with uh, that end result. So it's it's kind of, we're always working towards the, making sure we're, we're balancing that fine line of, could this become distracting and like too funny that people aren't even focused on, or it's unrelated to the product. Really relating it back to the product though, in a way that doesn't seem corny as well is, is ultimately the most powerful route we've found from, uh, from testing that. I feel like Taylor's mentioned this on the podcast before, but doing that in your comments, like go through your comment section and people will comment stuff bad Try to find some that are could be considered negative comments, but aren't like terrible comments, because obviously you might want to just hide those. But going through some of those comments and, and 
answering with like witty responses and you know but we've literally seen that convert those people who commented negatively on an ad so and that's doubly true on TikTok of everyone I talk to about when you're running ads on TikTok, when you do get a conversation, you know, whether you're making a new, uh, you know, TikTok about that reply or whether you're just replying to it that like there's so much activity that happens in those comments. I remember I, I worked with a marketer in like 2016 a guy from Germany that was just doing so well over there. And he was saying that like 20% of his sales were coming from like his whole customer service side of things, but also like a huge chunk of that were literally from people commenting on his ads. So it's a, uh. A definitely underused source. Nice. What other uh, copy styles? I think we've just got we've got we've got three under our belt. There's two more. I think these might be the the simpler ones. But what what are what are our last two copy styles we like to test? Yeah, I would say one is just just short and sweet copy. Um, so focusing on like a one liner, um, and again, still still trying to provide value or have a reason for for saying that. Uh, but it could be something as simple as a testimonial, nothing else, just a testimonial. Or you could do, you know, testimonial and then a quick explanation underneath it, or just like simple one-liners, like my go-to X for Y. You know what I mean? So super simple things like those, um, super easy to test. You can think of a ton of them right away, uh, and and they do make good copy for sure. And then the last one is more sounds more like an essay, the three paragraph. Do you need to have a thesis statement, a conclusion, and a declarative statement? All these things. Highly recommend that format, yeah, because you, you hook someone in, you you share your points, and then you conclude there. It's it's similar to the emoji style one. I think why I like that one quite a bit, at least to test against the others, is not everybody loves to read stuff with a ton of emojis breaking it up or, or things like that, right? Like, it's, it's pretty clean. It's pretty simple. Um, it's also another situation where that might very well support uh, highlighting your creative more and drawing more attention to your creative. So it's it's something to think about. It it can be pretty pretty valuable and pretty powerful, especially if you've got your angle and your benefit statements nailed in that copy. I love it. It all comes to storytelling, right? In that case, like there are, you're absolutely right. I know a lot of people that are emoji averse. They just see emojis and they just, it's not there. But if you can just hook someone with good writing, like a classic good story with a beginning, middle and end, it's probably going to do you well. Totally. It's important to think about um, where in your funnel you're showing this copy to. Uh, a lot of the time what we see is is that, you know, snappier, catchier, wittier stuff works better at top of funnel where you're just trying to get that cheap click and get somebody interested in what you have to say. Um, and, and there's often times where that long form explanation type copy won't really work at top of funnel because like you're saying, people don't really want to read that much. Uh, but once people are in your funnel, they know of your brand, then you can start to hit them with, you know, explaining different pain points about the product or Q&A testimonials, all that kind of stuff in a more long form or medium form way um, can work pretty well. Have you guys experimented at all with any uh, AI copy tools? Like how long until this part of the job is just uh, a couple inputs on an AI that spits out a hundred variations? Tested it here and there for sure. Um, haven't seen like a ton of success yet, but I feel like it'll get there someday. I think that's the part that pe- that it hasn't been grokked yet is just that like you could, if you had access to this, you could just test a thousand ads in an hour or something, right? If you had an API, if you could set up the parameters for, you know, the, the formats you wanted, you could just like, it would, I guess that would waste a lot of money because it would test a lot of garbage. I think, I think like in the next few years, I think you guys still will have a job. I just want to say <laughs> <laughs> with, with AI. So I, I know it wasn't a, a concern, but nice. Okay, cool. Well, I think these, this is a great, let's leave it here. We'll follow up. 
with uh, the top five angles that we love to test. So in a couple weeks, we'll have you guys back on and we'll talk a little bit about the angles that we like to test. But for today, I think we've left the audience with uh, some short and sweet tips on copy styles that they can start testing in their ads right away. If you're listening to this and you've got a copy style that you think we need to hear about we should, or that the rest of the D2C audience should hear about, you just send me an email at eric at directtoconsumer.co and uh, tell me how you think about writing ad text. And then otherwise, we'll see you on uh, on the paid social platforms. And I will see you in Vancouver tomorrow, Nate. It's going to be a hell of an event. Hell yeah. See you there. Nice. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. If you're not a subscriber to our newsletter, you can do that right now at directtoconsumeralloneword.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.